Welcome to Alpha and Omega Ministries International. This ministry is committed to bringing apostolic alignment and restoration of the values and principles of the Kingdom of God to the body of Christ. We trust that you will be blessed and encouraged by the Word of God. Open your Bibles, please, to John's Gospel, Chapter 1. And we're going to read verse 1 and verse 14 from the Gospel according to St. John chapter 1. John chapter 1, verse 1 and verse 14. The topic of my message today is entitled, The Word Became Flesh. The Word became flesh. Let's read verse 1 from John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Verse 14, And the Word became flesh, and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. We're going to talk about the story of Christmas today. It is an incredible story of the miraculous account of the Word of God and the journey He had undertaken to come from heaven to earth. It is a story of the love of God as well as the sacrifice of the Son of God who laid aside all of His glory, all of His majesty and all of the privileges that He had in heaven willing to come down to earth and humbly choosing to be born as an infant in a stable in Bethlehem. In the womb of Mary, the living Word of God, which is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ, took on Himself flesh and blood so that He could reposition Himself from heaven to earth and come legally into our planet just like any other human being would do. Now, his entrance into our world, Scripture says, was to be legal and according to spiritual and natural laws that govern our universe. That is the only way that the Lord Jesus Christ could enter earth as the Son of God. If you turn with me to Galatians chapter 4, Verses 4 and 5 tells us that. Galatians chapter 4. We're going to look at a few verses of Scripture in order to give you a deeper meaning as to how and why Jesus had to be born of a woman. Galatians chapter 4, verse 4 and 5. And remember, the Word of God existed with God before the beginning of time. He was very much involved with God the Father, God the Holy Spirit, in the creation of the universe. 
Jesus didn't just come on the scene when he was born. He always existed with God. As we read in the scripture, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So, in Galatians chapter 4, verse 4 and 5, we read, But when the fullness of the time had come, God sent forth His Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. Now, Jesus couldn't just drop out of the sky like Superman did and begin the mission of saving the world. You know, we see these movies of Superman. They all take the cue from the birth of Jesus, the Savior of the world. You know, in the story of Superman, he just dropped out of another planet. But the Lord Jesus could not do that. He had to come legally into the earth just like every other human being. The only people, you see, the only people who are authorized to live and function on this planet called Earth are human beings who are born here. The very fact that you have a birthday is proof that you are a citizen of the Earth and that you are authorized to live and function on this planet. Your birthday is proof that you are not an alien who dropped in on us from another planet. Let me say this. According to Scripture, spirits with no bodies have no legal right to be here on the earth. They are outlaws. That is why when our body dies, we cannot stay here. We have to leave this earth. If you notice in the Scriptures, when Jesus cast out the evil spirits or the legion from the men from the Gadarenes, the demons begged the Lord not to send them to a place of torture, but to allow them to enter into the herd of the swine. Do you remember that? Now, if they were allowed to enter into some other body, either human or animal, they could remain here. Otherwise, they had to go to a place of torture, and they hated that. That is why I say that spirits without bodies have no right and are not authorized to live on this planet. That's why evil spirits always seek to inhabit a human body so that they could stay here and do the dirty work. Now, Jesus had to be born of a woman. By the power of the Holy Spirit, we read in the Scriptures the story of Christmas and the cooperation of Mary's faith. The Word of God came into our world through the womb of a woman, Virgin Mary. Remember when the angel of the Lord came to Mary and he announced that she would bring forth a son who would become the Savior of the world, she said to the angel, Behold the maidservant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. Now, it was not just the power of the Holy Spirit that brought uh, and made the word flesh, but it was also the cooperation of Mary's faith and her willingness to become that vessel through which Jesus would 
come into the earth. The Bible says that the Word of God, which is the Lord Jesus, became flesh and dwelled among us. We see that he became an infant, took upon him flesh, and lived among us as one of us. Scripture says in the book of Hebrews chapter 10 verse 5, I want you to look at that from your own Bibles, that God prepared a body for Jesus so that he could come into the earth. Look at Hebrews chapter 10 verse 5. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 5. I'm reading from the New King James translation. Therefore, when he came into the world, speaking of the Lord Jesus, he said, Sacrifice an offering you did not desire, but a body you have prepared for me. Do you see that? A body you have prepared for me. So the Lord prepared, God the Father prepared a body for Jesus so that he could legally come into the earth. One of the names that Jesus loved to use in identifying himself, and you see that throughout the Gospels, was the name of the Son of Man. He loved the fact that he was the Son of Man. He said, because I am the Son of Man, he was authorized. He was authorized to live and to work and to function on planet Earth. You see, for God, there was no other way for him to communicate with us or fellowship with us the way he desired to unless he became one of us. There was no other way for him to show us what he was like in nature or in character unless he became a man and lived among us as one of us so that we could see what God was like. That's why Jesus said, He who has seen me has seen the Father. If you look at Jesus, if you look at his words, if you look at his works, you see God himself at work on earth. Now, there was also no other way to save us unless he would become one of us and defeat Satan as a man in his own domain. The only difference between Jesus and any other human being that ever lived on the face of the earth is the fact that Jesus Christ in him flowed the blood of the living God that was pure, that was holy and undefiled. You see, all of us were born with a sin nature, not Jesus, because God was his Father. And the blood that flowed in Jesus' veins was actually the blood of the living God that was holy, unblameable, pure, and undefiled. Now, no human blood could ever purchase our redemption. It was impossible because it was stained with sin. It had to be pure. It had to be unblemished and undefiled by sin. And the scripture says... Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. 
So in Acts chapter 20 and verse 28, I want you to look at that verse from your Bibles. Acts 20 verse 28 bears witness to the fact that the blood that flowed in Jesus' veins was actually God's own blood. Acts 20, 28. Therefore, Paul is addressing the elders of the church in Ephesus. And among other things, he says to them, Therefore, take heed to yourselves and to all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers, to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. Notice the last phrase of that verse. Shepherd the church of God, which he, that is God, purchased with his own blood. Do you see that? Also, 1 Peter chapter 1, turn to 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18 and 19. Peter also confirms this very fact that I'm sharing with you. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18 and 19. Knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your own aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. You notice what the scripture says concerning the blood that was shed in order to redeem us from our vain conversation or from a lifestyle of sin? He says, You were redeemed with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. That's why the resurrection body of the Lord Jesus Christ is made up of flesh and bone, not blood. His blood was shed on Calvary's hill over 2,000 years ago for our redemption. Now, let me explain this in detail, why the Lord Jesus had to be born of a woman, why he had to come into the earth as one of us, so that you can better understand the, the meaning of Christmas, the meaning of the birth of our Savior. What we see here taking place is that what Adam did through disobedience in the garden in the book of Genesis, Jesus had undone it through his obedience. You see, the earth was lost. Everything that God blessed mankind with was stolen from us through the disobedience of one man, Adam. Adam is the first man. And Scripture says, because he committed high treason against God through his disobedience, he handed over to the enemy of God everything that was his and under his authority. When God created Adam and put him in the garden, together with Eve, he gave them dominion, authority to rule and to govern the earth 
just like God was governing the heavens. In fact, the Lord said to him, I am putting everything under your feet, and you are just like the God of this earth. Whatever you say goes. That's why we see that Adam named all of the species of animals, of the fish, of the trees, and every kind of plant, because he was given the, that authority and that ability through the wisdom of God to be able to name all these species of vegetables and fruit and trees and, 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 and animals and everything. He was the ruler of the earth. That's how God anointed him to be. Now, when he bowed the knee to Satan and he disobeyed God, the Bible says he took all that God gave him, the authority that the Lord gave him in ruling the earth, and all that was under his rulership and possession, and handed it over to Satan, and Satan became the owner and the ruler of this world by default. That is why when the enemy, when Satan tempted the Lord Jesus in the desert, he said to him, if you bow your knee, I will give you all of these things because they belong to me. He wasn't lying to the Lord Jesus. If he was lying, it wouldn't be a temptation. How did he get to be the God of this world or the ruler of this world? He came to be that through Adam's disobedience. Adam aligned himself with the devil and all that Adam owned and all that Adam had and all of the authority that was his was given over to the enemy of God and our enemy. <clears throat> so here we see God had a great dilemma. The earth no longer belonged to God. He couldn't just barge in and say, no, I'm going to take my word back and I'm going to take my authority that I've given you back. He couldn't do that. He would have broken his word and then he would have fell into the same trap that Adam fell. So here we see God no longer had any legal right on the earth because the earth was gone from his authority. He was now on the outside looking in. He had to find a way that was legal to come back to the earth and find a way that was legal to take back what was stolen from us. And the only legal way was to come through the womb of a woman, to become a man, to be like one of us. That's why Jesus had to be born of a woman if he was to exercise any authority on the earth that was legal and right. You see, the fall came through a man, the man Adam. Therefore, the redemption of man had to come again through the second Adam, or the last man. Scripture calls Jesus the second Adam, or the last man. Scripture says in Romans chapter 5, verse 19, you can turn there with me, please. Romans 5, verse 19. For as by one man's disobedience, that's Adam, many were made sinners. So also by one man's obedience, many will be made righteous. You see what Adam did, Christ Jesus what had, had undone it. In fact, 
the work that God had done through Jesus Christ, through the man Jesus Christ, was far greater than what the devil did through Adam. He took back all that was stolen from us. He took back all that belonged to us. And he gave it back to man. That is why man now has the authority on the earth, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember when Jesus rose from the dead, he said to the disciples, All authority in heaven and on earth is given unto me. Where did he get that authority back? When he defeated Satan in his own domain. He took it back from him. And then he said to the church, Now I'm giving it to you. You go and make disciples of all nations. Adam's disobedience flooded the world with sin and death and everything that comes from the curse. Even so, the obedience of the man, Jesus Christ, through his obedience, we were brought into righteousness and life. Can you understand that? That is, that is why Jesus had to be born of a woman, had to come into planet Earth the legal way, so that he could be authorized to live a sinless life. And then when he completed his mission on the earth, he went to the cross, he shed his unblemished blood, the holy blood of God, so that he could redeem us from our sinful lifestyle. And so he opened the door through his obedience so that we could come into fellowship with God and be born again by the Spirit of God. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, we read the following. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Now, indeed, child, unto us a child is born, but the scripture says the son is given. The child grew, he became a mature son, loved and empowered by the Father through the Holy Spirit who defeated Satan in every way and at every turn, taking back all that was lost through the fall. The Bible says that Jesus was tempted in all points, as we are, yet without sin. Whatever the Lord Jesus did from birth to his death, including his resurrection, was all for the salvation of mankind. He never lived for himself, and he never died for himself. So when we come to Christmas, when we come to the birth of our Lord Jesus, what are we celebrating? We're celebrating the incarnation of the Word of God who became our Savior. We celebrate the miraculous conception and the birth of our Lord Jesus into our world. That's what we celebrate. This is the true meaning of Christmas. And this is the reason for the season. The invisible God took upon him flesh and blood, 
and came into this visible world so that we could behold his glory full of grace and truth according to John's gospel chapter 1 that is that is the reason why Jesus was born of a woman that is why he had to come into the earth to become one of us in order to redeem us as a man as a God man you see he was all God and all man and what he did he did as a man empowered by the Holy Spirit of God you see the Bible says he 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 left his his privileges and his glory in heaven and he came down and took upon him the form of a servant and came in the likeness of man so whatever privileges he had in heaven he gave it up so that he could come and be like one of us so the Lord Jesus defeated Satan as a man anointed by the Holy Spirit of God and he took back all that was stolen from us and what he did he did it for our sake not for his it was all for us praise God forevermore and that's the story of Christmas folks that is the story of Christmas Let's conclude with prayer and thank the Lord Jesus for his sacrifice, for his willingness to come and be restricted in a human body. The, 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 the God of the universe, the one who created all that is seen and the invisible worlds, the universe itself, was willing to come into a human body and be restricted live in the squalor and the sin and the poverty and the curse and endure all of that for our sakes so that we could be brought back to fellowship and relationship with our Heavenly Father. That is the price that Jesus paid. So Lord, we thank you. We thank you for your sacrifice. We thank you for the greatness of your love that was willing to come like a man and be a man restricted in a human body suffer need suffer hunger endure tiredness just like us and be thirsty and hungry lord we thank you we cannot imagine what it was like but you endured all of that because you have loved us with such an everlasting love and because of the greatness of your love, you were compelled by compassion to do all of that. And today we recognize and appreciate all of that and we return thanks to you. May we never forget the, the, the price that was paid for our redemption, the price that was paid for our salvation. We give you thanks, Lord, and we give you praise today. May this wonderful love that you have for us may fill our hearts and our minds and our entire beings that as we walk the face of this earth, may we walk like you walked. May we see others the way you see us. May we understand with your understanding 
May you fill us with the knowledge of your will so that we may walk worthy of the great call you placed upon our lives and the name that you've given us to carry as Christians so that we may work the works of God while it is day. We bless you and we praise you in the wonderful name of Jesus, my Heavenly Father. Amen and Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. For additional resources and more information about this ministry, come and visit us at www.alphaomegaint.org.za.